You're listening to the Heather Duplessy Allen Drive podcast from Newstalk ZB. Uh, Heather, conspiracy theory, Labor has already struck a deal with the Māori Party, so it doesn't matter who goes where because the deal has been struck. I don't know if they've struck a formal deal, but they've realised they need to play nice, and so they are because they're going to need each other after the election. Eh? 19 away from six. Fact, rumour, scrutiny, suggestion. The Huddle. On The Huddle with us this evening, we've got fellow Riley Iron Duke partners and former CEO of Business New Zealand, and Kane Thompson, former Labor Party press sec. Hey, you two. Hello. How you doing? Phil, do you believe there are going to be further defections? Well, Shane Patel, just a few minutes ago on your very show, was was sadly saying not. And the, the fact that, that there might or might not be actually isn't so much the problem, but that we're all talking about it. And yeah. uh, any day when the government's not talking about the so-called bread and butter issues is a bad day. So it just makes Sipkins look untidy, it makes him look powerless, and uh, whether or not it happens, those rumours, I suspect, will continue. Shane's not playing us, is he, do you think, Phil? I mean, is he being straight up about this, this is actually really a problem for the, the Māori caucus? Well, actually, the thing that I thought was most persuasive was when he talked about this choice that they're having to think about, whether or, whether or not they go down what they perceive to be an incrementalist route or whether they go much more radical. And I think the challenge with going radical is you're already seeing you know, quite a big reaction from other elements of the New Zealand public based on what they perceive to be incrementalism. So those kinds of, that kind of, uh, that kind of very negative uh, sort of cross uh, pollination is likely to uh, continue if this, if this carries on, and that won't be good for Labor because they're trying to be the people who are centrist and who are seen to be sensible, yeah. as I say, bread and butter, so politicians. So none of this is good for them. Kane, what are you hearing? Um, I'm not sure. <laughs> I, I, mixed signals, I'd say. Um, look, I think um, the first thing I would say is that this is something that's obviously built up over a period of time. It's not because of one particular issue. It's not because of a change in leadership. Māori politics are different, and I've always struggled to understand how Māori politics fit inside an orthodox political machine like Labour or you know, like you had with National with the mass defection in 1996, you had another defection from Labour in early 2000s, and, and now you've got the potential for questions being asked at the moment about where people's loyalties lie. Um, it, it, it's hard to make those two worlds mix and, and make them understand each other, and I think there are, there's a pressure point here, and it'll be interesting to see how the next couple of weeks go, because I think there's a lot of pressure in that caucus. What, what is happening in the next... I mean, Shane talked about the next week. You're talking about the next couple of weeks. Why? Why this period? I think because there's momentum, and I think because there's interest, and I think because as the general election gets closer, um, nobody wants to be the one that's responsible as the name who brought down a political party's chances of doing whatever it might be. So I think they'll be looking at themselves and thinking, well, I've, I've potentially got two, three, maybe four weeks to, to make a call, if that's something that someone is thinking about. So, I mean, all the noises coming out at the moment, all the official noises, of course, are um, nothing to see here. But um, it is inevitable that people are sitting down and having those conversations. Kane, what are you hearing are the things that are making them feel upset, right? Because I asked Shane if it's co-governance. He said, no, nah, no, nah, it's not co-governance. So what is it? Um, look, it's, it's nothing specific. It's not, uh, Shane's right. It's not about co-governance. It's not about a particular piece of legislation. Um, it's not about whether um, someone's been promoted or not. All, the, all those things are all self-interest things. They're all common in politics, right? They're universal to every politician. Yeah. I, I want to see myself up there, up there first. The three most important words are what about me in politics? But if you put that aside for a moment, is there any specific thing? No. Um, but 
You know, this this last three years in particular, with Labor's um, significant majority in the House, you would be fair to say that it was reasonable to expect to have seen Labor do quite a lot with that majority. And potentially, I would imagine that the, the, progress, the progressive aspect of what those expectations were has not been met. That might be something. Um, the, you know, there's been a long period of time where, where things have just kind of ticked over since there was a a significant change back in the early 2000s when, when Tariana split. Um, yeah. You know, so things have just sort of trucked along. Are people kind of bored? Are they looking for more? Do they want more? Um, and, and then there's the aspect of what are people hearing on the ground in electorates and Māori electorates? Because the politics in those places are quite a lot different to, to general electorate. So there may be messages coming through that others aren't hearing. From six back of the huddle came, what do you make of ACT's policy? Oh, <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, I, look, I, I take the point. And victims of crime will always have a harder view on how to respond to criminal activity in communities. But look, it hasn't worked in America. It doesn't work in countries in Asia. It doesn't work in countries in Central Europe. And actually, if going to prison were, were a, a, you know, an effective deterrent to crime, we wouldn't have jails filled with people. The problem is not necessarily the criminal activity. I agree with Kim Workman, who said in a report, uh, I can't think when it was, but this was for police. Just because a policy doesn't work doesn't mean you don't try it. You have to keep trying it. For some people, it doesn't work. Um, the, the approach that we take in New Zealand to rehabilitation, I think, is the right way to be going. But I just think, you know, building prisons for kids is not the way that I want to see my country dealing with criminal activity by underages. Mm. Phil? Well, he's not building prisons for kids, is he? That he was pretty clear about that. As a matter of fact, he was talking about uh, the rehabilitation aspect of all of this. And so I actually agree with quite a bit of what, what Seymour just said in the previous clip. There's a, to do what we're doing now clearly isn't working. We don't have uh, a safe, uh, you know, the, the community doesn't feel safe. And that suggests some real challenges, even if objectively, potentially crime is apparently dropping. Well, it doesn't feel like that. So the public will always call for action under those circumstances. The most important thing that Seymour talked about was the rehabilitation piece. I was involved in one of those boot camp exercises under John Key under the last government, which was never supported by the Ministry of Social Development. It was, most, it was disliked by officials. But what I saw was during that six-week period, those kids grew, uh, they grew legs. They just they were brilliant they, because they got off the booze and they got off the tobacco. They got out of bed. They did great work. The challenge was when they left and they went back to what they were before. Yeah. And that's why it's so important, this, this sort of piece that, that Seymour talks about, trying to make sure that they stay uh, on, on the good path. And that's the trickiest thing, because eventually they'll leave that facility, of course, and they may drift back to those, to those bad times. So this is about, yes, giving them a short, sharp shock, but then also saying, we're with you for the long term, we're going to try and turn your life around. And that, that's the hardest bit of all. Kane, what did you watch over the weekend? The coronation, the rugby or the yeah. league? <laughs> oh, I had to watch the coronation because you gave me a hard time about it last week. Yeah. I watched it. And I so did you enjoy it? it. Um, I did, but primarily because we had an alternative commentary running over the top. Where'd you get that from? We were making it up as we went along. Oh, you were doing your own commentary. Okay. We were. Yeah. Hilarious. Um, what was your favourite moment? When Liz Truss arrived. I think that was hilarious. <laughs> she was just so happy to be there. And the second, my second favourite part was when they cut to Princess Anne sitting in front of um, Prince, Prince Harry. Harry with her red feather. That was hilarious. It was like that had been organised. Phil, what did you watch? Rugby, league or, or the coronation? 
Well, I actually watched the inside of a bar because I went to the pub. And what? And <laughs> just, well, the just, reason is, yeah. The reason is that actually, it didn't matter if I watched watched the coronation or not. I was going to have to watch it anyway because it was on every news show all day, wasn't it, over yeah. the weekend? So I, I got to see the highlights without having to worry about actually sitting down and watching it. So my favourite bit is when they put the crown on on the Queen's head, Queen Camilla's head, and she's got it, she's sort of worried about how her hair's going to look, so she starts poking her hair. Underneath the crown. Just like you do with a hat, you know. So it's always yeah. a very human moment from her, actually. I actually really enjoyed that one as well. Guys, it was so nice to talk to you. Thank you both for joining us. Kane Thompson, uh, former Labour Party press secretary and also uh, fellow Riley Iron Duke Partners, former CEO of Business New Zealand. For more from Heather Duplessy Allen Drive, listen live to News Talk ZB from 4 pm weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio. If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.